Welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am a daughter playing guitar on the night of her mother's rehearsal dinner, and I am with... The little brother who unfortunately has to experience the same thing with the grandfather. Ah, man. That one seems a little creepier to me. I don't know. <laughs> Something about that. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. The grandpa's just very old. Um, We're back. We're here. And we are joined by a very special guest to do another triple feature. So getting another one in there. Do you want to introduce yourself to the audience, Hannah? Um, Hello. My name is Hannah Smith. You probably know my husband pretty well. Uh, Zach Smith Michaels of Godfellas fame. <laughs> I have been on the show before, a while ago on the... It's been a while. I think the last episode was the The Narnia Narnia episode, which feels so long ago. Yeah, I didn't realize how long ago that was until just now. But yeah, I'm excited to... I'm very excited to be here. I had a lot of fun picking my three. I'm excited to connect them all together, too. Is the last triple feature we did the one with Zach? No, I thought we did... One, did, what, one with Joe? Or maybe okay. it was Joe before that? I don't know. What was know. the last one we did? I think the last one we did was with Zach. All right, we're looking this up. When he did that thing you do. Oh, it might have been, because it's School been a while. School of Rock and... Um, High Fidelity. High Fidelity. Yeah, I think that was the most music. recent one. That was the last one. All right, and what That's a way to crazy. follow this up. <laughs> See the other side of the equation wow. here. This is really just the sequel. Well, yeah. these are these are of a pair of a t- of a true. of a two. Um, and I'm really excited to jump into these three because I think they are all very fun to talk about. Um, before we get into the triple feature, though, we have to answer some of the questions that we got to last week's question of the week, which was, "What is your favorite A24 movie?" pre-moonlight so it has to be before i don't i think moonlight came out in like 26 mid 2016 probably i think um mm-hmm. i probably should actually say that like more definitively let's see i know I it was it 2016 did, because it was at the 2017 oscars mm-hmm. so yeah okay september september 2nd 2016 because we talked about um spring breakers last week and that is obviously one of the very early a24 movies so we were wondering what some of other people's favorites were. And we got quite a few, quite a few answers for this one. So thank you for everyone for writing in. I'll just read quickly the one that we have on Spotify just to get that one out of the way. So Alex said, The Witch, it holds a special place in my heart for being the first A24 film I saw in theaters, which, yeah, that that's definitely fun. I don't know what the first one I saw in theaters was. I'm trying to think. That's a great question. I have to look at a list. Maybe eighth honestly. grade. Eighth grade? It might have been eighth grade, which I've been actually wanting to rewatch um, recently. I've only seen it once. Did I see The Disaster Artist in theaters? That's some of these movies I've never heard of. I didn't see. Eighth grade may have been the first one. I, it's wow. Pos- it's possible I saw Disaster Artist in theaters, but I'm not fully remembering. I think I did. I think I think I did. Disaster Artist, a little, little overrated. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Ooh. Not one of my favorites. Did you like Disaster Artist? Uh, I thought it was fine. Let me look and see when I, if when I logged it on Letterboxd, that was the first time I watched it or not. Uh, while you do that, I can get into some of the ones on Instagram here. 
Uh, speaking, uh, speaking, we already talked, we're just talking about Zach, so we'll say his answer is Enemy, which is a great, a great movie, the Jake Gyllenhaal, mm. uh, the Spider movie, where they the are- The Spider movie, sp- and you know what? I can watch that movie, even though I have a deathly fear of spiders. Why? Because of Jake Gyllenhaal? Like, why can you probably. watch- Probably. Just, it just makes it just makes it. it makes it feel it's more comforting a little solely bit. Solely because of Jake Gyllenhaal, it, it cancels out <laughs> I have the no, other. No shame. <laughs> cancels out the spider. Also, Laura also said enemy too. So that's two for enemy. Enemy is a bit of an underrated one. I feel like you know, definitely mm-hmm. not talked about a lot. Um, do you have any you want to read off here? Yeah, Bryce said Swiss Army Man, which is so on brand for him. Yeah. Um, do you like that one? Eh. It's okay. It's all yeah. right. Insert insert shrug. Uh, insert like eh, little 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 cringe sometimes. I think the, I remember not liking the ending. Like I think it. I remember thinking the ending was like really stupid. But it's been a, it's been a bit since I since I've seen it. My brother gave three three options. Zach from Zach said life after Beth. I haven't seen. That I one. haven't seen that one. That's the one with Aubrey Plaza. I think. I think. Have you seen that one, Hannah? No. What a great title, too. <laughs> I've not seen many A24 film. We are great. We are, yeah, really great podcasters. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never heard of this movie. Um, I feel like this is a small one, though, so this isn't, like, a weird one not to see. Yeah, I, I feel like, like this one's a little more obscure. Yeah. Um, Distributed by DirecTV, too? DirecTV made a movie? Really? Anyway, That's sorry. wild. Um, he also said The Lobster. Okay, And then I like the he also said Ex Machina. I like Which, that movie too. Um, Danny also said that one, so I haven't Ex seen that Machina one. Is a, uh, Ex Machina is a classic. Yeah, you would love Ex Machina. I don't know why you haven't seen it. You've said that before. I, I don't know. know. I, it's crazy. Isn't it, isn't it sci-fi? Is it sci-fi? Not really, though. Oh, maybe I just have been avoiding it for no reason this whole time. It is like, it is like it's like about a robot, but it's really only like Oscar Isaac and then the the weasley guy that i don't remember the name of but like that's an the after about time and oh, oh we had a whole conversation about him before dom yeah i don't remember i still don't Gleason. remember his name. yeah where we yes. we literally had a whole conversation about that guy i know we did um, i just don't remember his episode. name <laughs> but it's him and oscar isaac and underrated underrated for real like the fact he that is an he, underrated actor He's in like so many major franchises. Yeah. This is the and exact conversation. Like, but he's still like a, a B or C list actor it is like insane. Yeah, I yeah. think he. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's he just seems like a like a cool dude. Um, what else is that? That it? Oh, and then Mike also said Green Room, which I have not seen. Green Room. I haven't seen that one either. <laughs> We're I've, like fake A twenty four fans. I've only there's only two I haven't seen. I've only Green Room and Life After Beth, and both of those are not that big. Green Room is a little bigger. Um, I just feel like those kind of movies. I just need to make sure I'm not going to be give. They're not going to give me an anxiety attack. You know, I just got to mm. be in the right headspace. So that one, I just don't think I've ever that's felt fair. like, oh, gonna throw this one on tonight. I don't but even know what that's about. Is that like it's it's kind of like a music like horror. It's it's very like visually simulating. Music I think. horror. Like it it's I... mu- it's music. It's like a band, but it's like oh. a it, it's like a horror. Yeah. Uh, film focuses on a punk band who find themselves attacked by neo-Nazi skinheads after witnessing a murder at a remote club in the Pacific Northwest. If I were to have guessed what that movie was about. 
I it would not have been, have been anything that. like that. Yeah, because I, I think green room. They're like in the green room that where bands wait oh, before oh, they go to the okay. go to the stage. I think that's sure. the green room. <laughs> that sure. is the uh, titular green room. So yeah, definitely just a very stimulating. I feel like the I've seen stills. It just looks like you know mm-hmm. might need a might need a gear up for that one, but. Thank you to everyone for to who wrote in. I think it's fun to sometimes reflect on some of those smaller, some more talked about, but some lesser talked about, like Life After Beth. Like, never heard of that one until today. So, you know, I think it, it's cool to see, you know, where where they started from. Just it's very small. And now they're killing it right now. They just swept the Oscars to have a new movie out last uh, last week. So, yeah. I mean, they're no longer an indie studio anymore no, definitely not it's like they're like one of the main studios yeah definitely i think they still do independent type films like their creators have much more freedom than a bigger mm-hmm. studio other bigger studios but they are like a big studio now yeah definitely um let's get into the triple feature then let's just jump into it so for those of you who don't know triple feature we created as like basically uh just a more interesting way of g- having people come on the podcast to talk about movies that they like, you know, uh, it, we, it, a more complicated way. Cause it does require them to talk about three movies they like, but yeah, it, 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 who, we wouldn't be us without overcomplicating and it's simple thing. So we have people come on, talk about three movies. It could be three movies that they really like, or three movies that they connect with a theme and they can kind of talk about which theme they connect through. It's basically up to, whatever the the guest wants and we kind of just talk about each movie in a certain in a certain order that the that is picked and talk about them by themselves but also then a little bit in relation to each other so hannah do you want to just get into your first movie here like introduce it a little bit and why you picked it or do you want to just introduce all of them like how do you what do you want to do i guess this is your this is your thing so whatever however you want to go about it I have a bit, I have a, I have a loose theme, L- like okay. very loose. We have our theories, so I'm interested to see. We you have, do? <laughs> we have, theor- we have theorized well, I was thinking about, about why these the three theme. Were yes. It was actually, the the very first one was the last one that I picked because mm. I, I, I had like joked about it and then I was like, no, I'll pick like a real one. Like, I'll, like I'll pick a, a serious like choice. And then it was Zach eventually just being like, Hannah, just you you keep talking about it. Like just do it. And I was like, okay. Um, but I, you know, I am very interested in the mind. I've I've always been a fan of sociology, how we interact. Uh I studied counseling in undergrad. So I call this theme um very loosely healing my inner child <laughs> th- mm. through these three films. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. So the first one I picked was Freaky Friday, the 2003. Yeah. I think 2003. 2003. Uh-huh. 2003. Hit Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan film. And then I picked the 2015 Pixar film Inside Out. And then the 2017 film The Big Sick. Yeah. I'm excited to get into this. Yeah. So the, this, yeah. we you start, we're going to start with Freaky Friday. So this is the, third freaky friday movie that they made because they had the book and then they made one with i literally can't remember her name right now jodie foster and mm-hmm. then they made a made for tv one and then they made this one and then they've made other ones since then yeah freaky friday oh goodness, is yeah. definitely i mean in a kind of it, it's a very uh 
easily transferable story to you know like different time periods and stuff very a theme that doesn't really get old you know Mm -hmm, mothers and daughters fighting um kayla do you want to read the synopsis we have here for this one in case people on listening don't know what freaky friday is yes i would love to Single mother Tess Coleman and her teenage daughter Anna couldn't be more different, and it is driving them both insane. After receiving cryptic fortunes at a Chinese restaurant, the two wake up the next day to discover that they have somehow switched bodies. Hmm. Unable to switch back, they are forced to masquerade as one another until a solution can be found. It's a good setup. It's a good premise. It is a very good premise. Definitely works well for a trailer. Like, I, this is a movie mm. I really remember the trailer for, for some reason. Huh. Like, a very, a very good setup for, for a movie. Um, so, Hannah, why did, you, why did you pick this one? And what do you like about it? I mean, maybe you don't like it. Maybe we could have someone <laughs> come on and, like, they pick three they movies pick they movie hate. They pick a movie and they're like, I oh, hate these movies. But these are three movies I will this never watch again. This triple feature is the worst movies in the world. Uh, well... <laughs> I regret to inform you, I do like this movie. <laughs> no, I, the reason I chose this one, which at first was kind of a joke, but I think like thinking back to childhood, this was like the movie for me. Like you talk about the trailer and it's like, I can remember the Disney Channel like preview when they were like, Friday mm-hmm. night is freaky Friday. Like I can remember <laughs> that in my head and that whole idea of like, I have to be home for this i have to watch this because it really all like truly all came back down to i just thought jamie lee curtis was so hysterical in this movie and it was so quotable i have three older sisters so it was something that we would all watch together um and i i don't know like i think i picked it because looking like one i just think it's (laughs) an obscure childhood movie I was really attached to. And I I would say it was one of, not the only one, but definitely one of the first movies where I saw like a, a woman be really funny in a movie. And mm. that was like something everybody talked about was just like the, just this yeah. comedic role. Cause like this, this was Jamie Lee Curtis's moment. Like, she I mean, this, this is her, one of her best roles. This is, this is a great is truly. role. She does so good in this movie. <laughs> she is She's... so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched this as a kid a lot. Uh, we have had it on DVD. Um, and then I hadn't watched it a while for a while. I actually tried to watch this. Um, and I have PTSD with this movie because the last time. That I watched it. This Noah knows this, uh, but you're hearing this for the first time, Hannah. Uh, my family got COVID. My dad had COVID first, and he quarantined. And we this was like pre-vaccine. Wasn't this like early 2020 too? Like this is pre 2021. Like, this was 2021. Okay. So this was this was right before the vaccine. Sort of like like the nurses and frontline workers had gotten the vaccine, and like I was about to get the vaccine as a teacher. Mm. Uh, and then I got COVID, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, so my dad got COVID and we were all home for the holidays because it was right after like New Year's and stuff. So my brother and his wife were here and my dad was in his room quarantining and none of us had symptoms yet. But we were kind of like, well, we're screwed. Like we're mm. all going to get it. And so that night 
Kristen and I made glazed donuts, homemade glazed donuts. We were like, oh, this will be so fun. We made glazed donuts. And then we watched Freaky Friday. And it was me and Zach and Kristen and my younger brother, Luke. And then the next morning, I woke up so sick with COVID. And so I have not been able to eat or touch a glazed donut since then. Like. It makes me sick yeah. to even like look at glazed donuts. Man, that's such an L. And Kristen, Kristen's donuts. the same. And then when you said that, I haven't haven't thought about watching Freaky Friday since then. And I went to put it on um, this weekend, and I was like, I can't do it. I like that's like okay. physically cannot watch this movie. <laughs> Oh, that's that's so real, though, this experience that you're like, describing. I don't know. I just was like, I, I associate it so deeply mm. with like having COVID sure. that I was like, I f- almost felt like if I watched it, I was like, I'll wake up with COVID, with COVID. if oh, no. I watch this movie. <laughs> but I still love the movie. Like, yeah. I still cherish this movie from my childhood, but I don't think I'll ever be able to watch it again yeah. in my lifetime. It feels that way. Maybe mm. when um, you're like 70 and like you've lost like half your memory. You know, yeah. maybe then you should and throw I don't even again. remember COVID. It's you like, like oh, yeah. the first twenty five yeah. years are gone. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. um, yeah. I, I as a kid, I I really liked. Uh, I thought this movie was very funny. We watched it often. It and it's funny because I remember. I guess at the age I would have watched it, I would have been around the age of the little brother. And so I remember, like, thinking that as, like, a younger sibling and, like, his relationship with the older sister was was fairly similar to my relationship with my brother because we're five years apart. But I just, for some reason, like, vividly remember that part of it, Mm. which is so funny to me. Yeah, I think the movie is really good. I actually never watched this one uh, as a kid. I watched the Jodie Foster one, like, many, many times. Yeah, we watched that many times as well. Um, but I never watched this one and I, I watched it for the first time last night. I was, I think really, yeah, the, the best part are the perform, like the main two performances is watching yeah. them. I mean, they're both incredible in this. I mean, we talked about Jamie Lee Curtis, but, um, what's her face? Oh, is Lindsay, also, Lohan. Lindsay Lohan yeah. is also yeah. like phenomenal Absolutely. in this yeah, as well. This is like year before or two years before Mean Girls. Um, I think yeah. they both, watching both of them completely change their body language and like the way they talk and like everything about them from the moment that they switch is just so just so fun to watch and i feel like we know jamie lee curtis and Lindsay lohan at least pretty well at least i do like i've seen them in a lot of movies before this and so you can just tell like they've so perfectly figured out how to match the way they speak the way they Mm. walk and it's just it's such a well done performance in a movie that really could have been they didn't have to probably go that deep into it like they could have had Jamie Lee Curtis like she could have just acted like a teenager and Lindsay Lohan could have just acted like a, a mom right but i think like just there's so many intricate details and that just really make it go the extra mile and makes it so much more funny because it really feels like you're watching these two people and they've really switched bodies, you know, oh, and it yeah. makes it from more of like an SNL skit to like a real like comedy, like yeah, a really, like it's a real comedy almost movie. Believable. Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that was funny to me when I rewatched this uh, a couple years ago was the like Chad Michael Murray role. Mm. Because, like, that was something that as a kid, like, especially, like, a young kid, you're not 
really caring about that relationship as much or like you're not thinking about it. And when I like watched it this last time, I was like, this is weird, right? Like, does anyone else find this weird that he's like practically dating the mom, but he's not. And it's like the girl, like it was just like stuff like that is so early 2000s. Yeah. That like, especially Chad Michael Murray, (laughs) that it's like just trying to like, I don't know. There's so many great things about this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. First of all, love, well, yeah, love the point. Like, it's so Chad, it is Chad Michael Murray. So, like, that in itself is so early 2000s. But also, his hair in that movie is just (laughs) so funny to me. (laughs) It really is. That's so true. Like, the slick back bob. It just, Uh yes. Well, he has that motorcycle helmet. He's got a, (laughs) it's like he just on and off. You know, it's not, there's not many other haircuts, I guess, for the motorcycle helmet look. Um, Yeah, he's, He's funny. I think the high school part of the movie is I could I would have liked a little bit more, but I definitely think they did a good job, like especially in the beginning, establishing the high school atmosphere, because I think in the other like the the original movie, it's really just the first the one day that you see. But I liked that you got to see like their two lives one day, like fully as themselves. So then if you, I mean, everyone that starts this movie basically knows the premise. So as you're watching, you can think, oh man, she's not going to be able to do this. Or this is like, like, I just think it gives you more to look forward to. And it's a really good setup for them when actually the switch finally happens. And then you get all that payoff for all like the fun scenes and the shopping and the getting into tension and all those like fun, fun things. And they both like see how my favorite the scene was always the. Uh, guitar scene where like oh yeah obviously. she's on the stage not being able to play the oh guitar and then like the daughter comes and plays the guitar like that was always I like my how favorite. Said there's one scene where like she has no hands on the guitar and it's like what are you doing just uh-huh. like keep uh-huh. hands on the guitar um i thought for a second they were gonna get kicked out because they were gonna realize like wait you're not really <laughs> playing the guitar so i was a little nervous for a second but it was fine it ended up being fine this is one like i on this last rewatch like Maybe a quarter of the script lives in my head. Like mm-hmm. I can quote maybe a quarter of yeah. this movie. And it's just like just so many different like from Lindsay Lohan saying you're the culprit to I just Jamie Lee Curtis walking outside yelling shotgun like when they're headed towards the car. Just like these little quirks. Um you know, it, it's one of those movies I think I look back and I'm like, oh, that's where my sense of humor developed, like mm-hmm. from little moments like this. That's a great, great point. Um, yeah. It, you know, it's weird, too, because especially going back to that Chad Michael Murray part, like I was saying to Zach, too, on this last rewatch, like there is no way he and Anna could date. Like there's no way they could recover from that one day of no. just like the weird. Uh, Chad weird, Michael Murray seems like, like he's pro- <laughs> he seems like he's probably into he would be into it. I feel like if they told <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I feel like he's definitely on something in this movie so sure. i feel like he, he he could he could be he could get down um yeah i think the movie's also we'll talk about this with the other three but there's like the theme of the parent sibling not parent sibling parent uh child relationship i really like how this one um it you i feel like of the three i would expect this one to be the most just like in the perspective of the daughter you know, and like mm-hmm. all of the change comes from the mom, like realizing, oh, man, my daughter's life really is hard. 
Uh, and that is in the movie, but I really like how they kind of do it on both sides. So yeah. you get to see like the, the mom empathizing or understanding the daughter, but then you also see the daughter kind of understanding and empathizing with her mom more. And like, it's a much more symbiotic, like both ways um, story there where they both kind of are able to see the, where see their faults and then see like how they can come together to love each other again, where I think, like I said, this is the one I would assume it just to be more just like about the teenager because it's like the Disney channel. I don't think it's not Disney channel, but it is like a very like mid two thousands. Like this is going to be on the Disney channel a lot movie. Like there's a couple cuts in here where I was like, and that fade to black is a <laughs> Disney channel, um, made for the Disney channel. Like, all right, this is a great spot right here for some ads. Yep. <laughs> um, so I was impressed. I thought like the script was actually very well, very well done. It's a very, very tight 96 yeah. minutes, which I loved. Mm. You know, it's it's really well constructed. This is another uh, Mark Waters movie. We talked about how well constructed his movie, The Spirit Chronicles, was um, mm. a couple weeks ago. And this is another one where it just feels like, I don't know, like a really just a well constructed family movie that it seems like there's sometimes that's not what they're as interested in is like creating a well structured film. They're usually pretty good about like, yeah, we'll create some good jokes, maybe a good message, but just the whole structure of the way the script flows and the characters develop, I thought was really well done. And yeah, I thought I really, I really liked the movie. I thought it was really good. I agree. And I think the music rocks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Iconic. The their band is actually pretty good. I think yeah. <laughs> yeah, that song they play pops off. I would like to see uh like a after like in the credits. They used to do this all the time in two thousands. Like they show like scenes afterwards. I'd like to see maybe if they won the the next show or like they got a record deal. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would like I I feel like I was what was oh, I watched uh Princess Diaries too, and they did that where it's like they show like some scenes. That was like a big thing. Why was that a big thing in the 2000s? And why did we stop doing that? It's like now we do all these weird like after credits and it's like that one like end credits thing. You have to sit through the whole thing. Remember when they used to play all these clips during the credits? Yeah. Yes. And it's like bloopers. uh, Yes. Either like why do we we have no more bloopers and we have no more like this is what happened afterwards. And it's never like consequential to the story, but it just is always sometimes kind of fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. That's what um Luca did a little bit. I remember we talked about that, not in the yes, same like yes. way, but they had like the pictures uh, during the credits of like what mm-hmm. they were doing after. So yeah, Luca I just has like I feel like credits. it always makes me feel better, just because I feel depending on the ending of a movie, it can feel like a little weird. Like oh man, I feel like I like to just know that the characters are gonna be okay a little afterwards too. Mm-hmm. Like they're okay, they're fine, and everyone's happy, yeah. and it's all good. I think another big one that people would always do would be, like, dancing. Like, oh, I feel yes. like there was, like, yes. Ramona and Ramona and Beezus, like, that ended with a dancing scene. And, you know, when, like, the one person dances who, like, it, it's, like, Evan they Almighty. never would have danced. Evan Almighty is one. I love the, dan- yeah. the dance sequences at the end, and then, like, you have the directors come in or, like, the cast, like the crew members, yeah. and it's just so fun. Yeah, like, people don't have oh, fun man. making movies anymore. I, we can yeah. have Hereditary, we can have all this stuff, but can we just have like them dance at the end, just so it's like, all right, this is scary. Oh my goodness! But it's also they're they're it's a fun time. Like I think that would just help make every movie better if it ended with a dance <laughs> sequence, no matter what. I agree. The theme. I agree. 
Lydia Tarr yeah. just vibing out with like everyone like <laughs> on the stage. Amazing. I don't know. I think it would just make everything better. We just added dance sequence. Petition, petition for Hollywood to start doing dance sequences in the, the credits dances. again. <laughs> or even yeah, you said like just put the things in the beginning of the credits. I don't want to have to sit through. Yeah, like, while I know they're like oh, something. sit through it, respect the art, but like no one's respecting the art when they're sitting through the credits. We're on our phones, okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're Googling, you're Googling to make sure there is an end credit sequence. <laughs> they literally <laughs> the, like, the like, credits come on and I'm Googling like Super Mario Brothers has yes. an end credit sequence. <laughs> literally mark, me when I went like, to see Air. Yes, I was like, does two. Air have an does end credit scene? <laughs> <laughs> I check for every movie now. Every movie I go to, I Google it because I'm like, you never fucking know these days. No, like, never know. You never know. <laughs> All right. Do you have any any additional thoughts about Freaky Friday to add? No, I'm good. I think All everything right. I want to say has been said. Perfect. Perfect. Let's move into the second movie then, which is Inside Out, uh, a classic Pixar film. One of the best, classic. I think, like of the of the more recent ones. I agree. Top five banger. It's a great movie. We'll get into we'll get into it. But I'll read the synopsis really quickly. For those of you who might not know what Inside or, Out is, which or I need doubt. a refresher, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty like it's not. It's a hard one to forget. Like, oh I yeah, feel emotions like this in the is head. Also, like one of the most popular ones. Oh, like yeah. even uh, like in re- like not just recent years, but like one of the most popular Pixar films in general. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I think because the because like I like the concept is so like easy to understand. You uh-huh. know, like the emotions in her head are the characters um mm-hmm. so anyway here's the synopsis riley is a happy hockey loving 11 year old midwestern girl wow that's a lot of adjectives but her world turns upside down when she and her parents move to san francisco riley's emotions led by joy try to guide her through this difficult life changing event however the stress of the move brings sadness to the forefront when joy and sadness are inadvertently swept into the far reaches of riley's mind the only emotions left in headquarters are anger, fear, and disgust. And then it, chaos ensues from there. Chaos mm. ensues. I chose this one for a few reasons. First one, I did not see this in theaters, actually. I was at a camp all summer working, and I just never had the time to go see it. And it made me so sad because it was... I'm I'm very emotional. So any any movie that's like fun colors and emotions, I was like, I'm yes. in. <laughs> um, so I was sad that I couldn't see it in theaters, but I think the first time I watched it, I was quite literally like home from a college break, maybe, and just mm. like in my room, like one AM watching Perfect time it on to my watch laptop. This movie. Oh gosh. <laughs> what a great time to throw this one on. Like doubled over sobbing wrapped up in my blanket (laughs) (laughs) so real you're so real for that that is is such a real yeah that's the only way to experience this movie literally like (laughs) such a real experience yeah i i can't remember the first time i watched it but i I remember like having because it would have come out when i was in college um, I remember having multiple conversations with my best friend in college about this movie and how it, impactful it was uh, as like a demonstration of our own like mental health on oh, screen. Yeah. And one of the first times that we felt like fully seen or like it, it, a simple way of explaining what we were feeling Absolutely. inside. 
Well, yeah, there's there's two ways I look at this. The first is, you know, for my parents' jobs, we moved every th- three to five years. We moved a lot. And that, I don't know, um, just seeing a movie that, because there are movies that do that, but I don't know, just this one in particular that really focused on not just the emotion, but like you said, Kayla, like the the you know your mental well-being and you know watching like a- adjusting to a whole new life i was i was not prepared for how much it yeah, was yeah well because me. usually usually in moving movies you're it's before the move it's yeah. not it's like the kid you know acting out or like doing something crazy before the move like it's never yeah, and the after. last shot is like of the car driving away and yeah. the voiceover's like i'd miss that town but right. yeah, i knew like it, it changed never, me forever Roll uh, i credits. feel like they never actually uh, sort of like actually show the after effects of yeah. the move and what the kid is going through hmm. um and i think this just depicts that so well and even like I mean, away from the theme of moving, like, just, like, changing friendships, changing sports teams, like, changing all those kind of elements, and, like, I think that that, in addition to the move, is, like, can be Mm. its own whole thing as well. Now watching it, like, post-schooling, you know, I'm just an adult that works a job and comes home every day, like, you know, different part of my life. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, in the in the wise in the wise words of Reba, I'm a survivor. I've been through some stuff. Like, <laughs> um, so I, as an adult, I feel like watching it back and you know seeing those those moments that you know, like I can remember there was a time. Again, I'm so emotional. Like just as a human, I am empathetic. I am very sensitive. I cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> mm, and real um yeah i'm either i that's it's so true like i'm air, i'm either like super happy or i'm super sad <laughs> there's often not really much middle ground <laughs> so seeing a movie where i um i i was almost like pushed to reflect on the times where i was in that middle ground or maybe like in the times where i felt like i was i was going through some hard stuff and i was kind of apathetic in some way like i didn't really feel a certain way at all and seeing like those islands like get crashed down i was like <laughs> so real of like oh my gosh i remember yeah. those moments like it's just it, well but- and the islands in general are like i mean it's so so simple but it's so like deep at the same time Absolutely. because I don't think you think about those things. Mm-hmm. Like you're not thinking about that. That's how you're. At least I'm not thinking about that. That's how my brain works. Mm-hmm. But it's like so true. Like that's such a yeah. good way to like compartmentalize yeah. how the brain works. And like when the islands are like fall. When the last island falls, and you're like, oh my god! I the last time I watched it, um, a couple months ago. I was like, that was what particularly like moved me as yeah. I was like, oh my, oh my God, the islands. Not the islands. Yeah, the I islands. think um, the things that the movie decides to do so with the with the islands and also with like the mix of the joy and sadness, just the the visualizations of those things, I think are what is really impressive to me. Oh yeah. The idea of just sh- visualizing those things, I think, puts an an image to this feeling that I think a lot of people have. Like a lot of people I think remember that feeling of that time in their life 
of like losing interest in things that they maybe used to have interest in or feeling that kind of more like weird mix of joy and sadness and like yourself kind of changing. I think that's something that people don't really talk about or they don't have like a name for. But I think once you see those images, it's almost just like an innate feeling like you can instantly like connect either if you're at that stage in your life or you you think it's just something that if you have experienced before, it can take you right back. And like, you know exactly what that feels like. And I think it was just such a smart way of like visually showing that feeling that you not many people like talk about or even have a word for because I just think it's think it's like a universal kind of experience. Um, and I love I like the similar like you said, okay, like it's a really cool way to see yourself represented on screen because it's like it feels like your emotions or like your experiences are being validated. Yeah, it makes you understand yourself more or understand like what you went through more. And I think that that is what movies kind of are meant to do is to make you understand like yourself and others more and like what people go through. Yeah. When I do like, um, you know, like those like character personality tests mm. things, I always score like 75% for fear in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think you score 75% for just Bill Hader. For, I think that's Bill probably Hader in general. What, what you would have, yeah. But yeah, it's always like fear is always like my highest character from this movie, which is so funny. He is so me. Yeah, I think it's interesting watching this movie as an adult because I think you relate to different things. Like it's so deep in many different ways that you can relate to a lot of Mm. different like perspectives or things in it. Like I feel like every time you watch it, you can take away something different. Mm -hmm. Um Obviously, when I watched it the first few times, I felt like it was like a good demonstration of like anxiety and depression. But then watching it now, like I work with a lot of kids and Mm -hmm. even like the stuff with the parents, it's like those are the things that have hit for me recently. And then the last time I watched it, it was the islands and Bing Bong. I like, oh my God, Hannah, I watched the video on (laughs) Zach's story today of you like sobbing over it and that. The last time I watched it, like, I, like I know it's coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> You're and never I, ready. Still, You're never every ready. Every time, I was like, I was like full on crying the last time I watched it too. It was like, oh my god, Bing Wong. And there was like a Bing sound Bong. on. T- there was like a sound on TikTok. Um, it was like trending fairly recently. Not fairly recently, but like within the last year, it was trending. And the trend was that people would show their old dog. And like, be like, take care of Riley for me. And then it was like, oh. it would show their new puppy, like the, the like the new dog, you know, like their new family dog. And That's I so every tough. time it gets me, and I still want to cry thinking about it. But like, I love Bing Bong. That's such you a know, sad scene. I I didn't even have an imaginary friend. That wasn't something that was close to me. But seeing Bing Bong from start to finish is just oh. like. You monsters, how dare you do this to me? <laughs> well, I think too, like it represents so much of like what we what we lose mm. about our childhood. Like there's a mm. lot of things that we love in our childhood, and as we grow older, we just lose it. Well, and, and I it's think gone. you and can also like- see it as maybe just like <laughs> when your childhood friends a lot of times, what she's in sixth grade in this movie when you were in sixth grade you're like you are gonna be my you're my best friend forever and then like 
it's and like two years later. It's like then they're not your best friend forever. But you thought they were gonna be. And I think it's just like also that kind of idea where it feels like you had like a life before this life a little bit. Yeah. You remember it, but you were kind of like a different person, and then it's like everything changed. And so I think it's even more than like it can be the mag- imaginary friend, but like Kayla said, it's like representative of a lot of those things that I think you felt like were going to be like just mainstays or like things that were in your life forever at that point. And then they just like kind of disappear. And then you're like, I wonder when I stopped like doing that or like when was, when I don't remember when the last time like I played with these toys were and like, I did, I know that was going to be the last time. Probably not, but it was, there was a last time. Um, and it's like, Sad. It's such a weird like, idea. It's we just need like to a... stop talking about this or I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> Did I know the last time that I would play Cooking Mama? Probably not. Yeah. But it was but there it was is, a last time. Like, it's like the... a, at some point. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like crying now. At some point, you stop. Yeah. It's like when did I stop? Yeah. I have like, tears in my eyes. Oh uh, my god. Bing bong. That's what really gets me. Is it's like yeah. all, and then like I know it's funny, but when they're like taking away the memories, and it's like yeah. they're like these don't matter, and it's like what about my childhood memories? Yeah, it's it's also yeah, it's kind of dark when you really. Think about, it like, is. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty intense. I'm, I have like absolutely. tears streaming down my face. I'm very interested to see what they do with the sequel. Like, yeah. oh, God. Like, if, if it is her as a teenager, like, I just don't know, like, if this was a not Pixar movie, I think it could be really interesting. I just don't know, like, how far they would go, I guess. I with don't like, know. like, if yeah. she's like older, like, is it going to be Pixar's first PG thirteen movie? That would be that would be no, wild. No, I the don't want a sequel. I just like I want this movie to stay the same and forever. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't really want a sequel, but I guess if it's if it's there's one coming, I just I'm interested to just but see. Like, I'm telling you, if it it's like a sequel where she's like almost an adult, I don't think I can. I don't think I'll be able to handle it. <laughs> I would die. I would love to see that. I would. I, I mean, they had the puberty button at the end of this one. They oh do. Oh my god, I can't do it. I don't know. After after everyone's ridiculous reactions to turning red. Oh yeah. Oh we no. Could, we, there's a lot that they could explore. Um, Absolutely. And yeah. I'd be very interested to see like what they decide to actually explore. I guess yeah. I don't know. Um, but this movie is great, and even t- so, tying it into like the other, the other, and like just the idea of like Kayla said, you start to relate to different people more. So like with the parents, and like having to deal with like this stage of your child changing, right, and like that you have like this tension there, where you're like, this isn't who you are. Um, but in fact, it's more just like, this isn't who you were, you know, like there's that change there and there has to be, this is like the first kind of step in that parent child relationship of like having to let go a little bit of what like your notions of your kid are like who you think they are. Like it's a very early stage. There's a lot to unpack there too. Like they have to be like, okay with letting a little, letting go a little bit of like who they thought that she was or like who she was as a kid um and then with freaky friday it's like a little later of a stage of that where it's like 
you have to be okay that your your kid is going to be different than you and they're not going to have the same desires as you or they're going to be in a different stage of life as you and i think that kind of push and pull throughout the life cycle of a parent and a kid like as the kid grows older is really interesting to unpack especially in a film form which is kind of leads us into our third and final movie the big sick if you take the the out of this movie technically all of your movies are two words um you know like freaky friday inside out and the big sick and i think it's really the the is kind of just there but i just think Mm -hmm. really just great titles is what i'm trying to say from these three like (laughs) i think they're all like very catchy and they really describe the movie like in a really like fun way um so do you want to read the synopsis for this one this is the one i think that most people will be the least familiar with just because i don't know just i mean inside out is like a huge Pixar movie and Freaky Friday's like a uh, staple of movie like everyone watched childhood at least cinema. everyone our age probably would have watched yeah except you I guess of, Noah yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I can I can read I'm happy to Kamal is a Pakistani comic who meets an American graduate student named Emily at one of his stand-up shows as their relationship blossoms he soon becomes worried about what his traditional Muslim parents will think of her when Emily suddenly down Oh, gosh. When Emily suddenly comes down with an illness that leaves her in a coma, Kumail finds himself developing a bond with her deeply concerned mother and father. I was really interested when you picked this movie because it's one I had seen before and remembered liking, but it wasn't a movie that I had think I had thought of in a bit. I just I don't know if like I remember when it came out, there was like a lot of buzz around it, but I feel like Mm -hmm. it has maybe got a little more lost in like the film culture, like not film history, because it's not like that old. But just I guess when we talk about movies from the 21st century or even the 2010s, it's not it's one that doesn't get brought up as much as I think we might have expected it to. Or that it should, I think. Or that it should. Um, Yeah, I think I think because I think this is a great movie. So I was really excited when you picked this one because. I was excited to revisit it because I'd been wanting to for a while, but also then like kind of talk about it uh, like six years after it came out. So with a little bit more thought behind it, like because it had a little distance from it, I guess. So I'm excited to dive into this one. Yeah. So this one, I didn't see this one until um, maybe when Zach and I were together, I think was the first oh, time wow. I saw it. I knew my sister really liked it. I knew Zach really liked it. And I had I'd seen the poster like a whole bunch yeah. Um, I also didn't really know Kumail Nanjiani that well. Mm. I think maybe I heard had heard his happy birthday bit, which is about it's like basically that like the Pakistani birthday song is yeah. like happy birthday, thank you very much, over and over again. Uh it's a great <laughs> bit. Um, but I love this movie. I love mm. the story, I love I think it's funny, I think it's heartwarming. I love the dynamic between Kumail with Emily's parents. Um, oh yeah, that's so fun, and I don't know, like seeing Ray Romano in stuff other than Everybody Loves Raymond is like always weird for me. But I really enjoy his performance in this movie. Oh, yeah, he's her, him, he and so Holly Hunter are like are so good in this movie, and I They're think so they good. really they really make the movie because obviously Camille's going to be hilarious, yep. but I think they play with him right, like they can stand up to his comedy because they are also like pretty seasoned comics, so. I think like them together is definitely like some of the best parts of the movie. I, you know, this one for me also picking for where I feel like I'm currently at, 
which was just at the time that Zach and I started dating, um, it was just very, I've, I've always kind of been a bit of a medical anomaly. Like I've just always kind of had like nothing chronic, but like that I know of, but I've just had like such strange medical things hit like throughout my life. So there's a part of this that's like, that feels a little bit cathartic, especially where I was mentally when Zach and I started dating. I felt like I kind of just threw him along for the ride. And I mean, he was always supportive. We also like kind of the start of our relationship seemed somewhat controversial. We started dating like in the midst of COVID. We'd known each other for a long time. But I also think this one really just, you know, I think of Freaky Friday and I I do think like while overall a lot of that was just like the pure comedy of it all, I think some of it definitely rings true to like my own relationship with my mom. There it is, right? You know, Um, but I think this one too kind of explores the relationship I have with Zach's parents, whom I love so deeply and just like, I don't know, there's kind of this weird thing, especially when you get married of like, you know, talking poorly you know like oh mothers-in-law especially Mm -hmm. and for some people that's totally true like you know I know people who have some rough relationships but I have a great relationship with my in-laws and I see that kind of reflected in this movie too which Mm -hmm. I think was another reason why I chose it it's just that relationship I've had kind of connecting with Zach's family yeah and then I also just find this amazing like hilarious (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's a very funny movie. It's yeah. very funny. And there's like there's like the first 30 minutes are pretty traditional rom-com. And then once mm-hmm. that like the plot kicks into gear and she goes into a coma, there's definitely like a really delicate balance of very emotional, but also like just some really, really funny bits. Like I think one of my favorite ones, which happens at like such a pretty dramatic time in the movie after a pretty a lot of dramatic stuff when Ray Marlon's just like so 9-11 th- th- oh thoughts like like and he's like that scene you is what? so funny like, it's so funny <laughs> he's like yeah I lost 11 of our best guys or whatever like 19 of our best that's guys that's such like, a good joke just that is a good I, joke and I think especially like a lot of the people around him's reactions to his comedy because I think this it feels a lot more grounded in this way where he has some like some really some pretty witty jokes, but it's like sometimes when you'll say things that you think are really funny and then they like they just don't really land sometimes you're like, well, yep, uh, that uh, yeah, and I think like I like how sometimes like it's pretty it's like he's at a stand-up show and they'll laugh, but other times it's like he just makes a joke and it's it's a funny joke, but it feels like if someone made a joke in real life like people aren't going to be like oh, yeah. pausing for the audience to laugh. Like it's more just like a little awkward. It, it balances like the modern comedy and regular comedy in that way where there are good jokes, but it does have a lot more gravitas and the the comedy is naturally like baked into the story. And even too, like, I think what is the funniest scene to me is also like, there is some like really sad and emotional like meaning behind it. But when he's mm. in the drive through Asking for oh, extra yeah. cheese slices. I mean, that just that's great. gets me every single time. It's like, who is this corporate we? Like, <laughs> I've, I've felt that a little bit the last week because I went to Dunkin' Donuts like five days in a row. Every day I asked, do you have a plain bagel? And they said, no. How do you have no plain bagels every day? Like, just when are you, where did, yeah, when are your, is, is your plain bagel yeah, shipment? Like, <laughs> like, get your plain bagels together. Because I want a plain bagel and I don't want a sesame bagel every day. 
Um, but yeah, that was a funny scene. It was very true to how I would react where like he threw the trash can. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And he like goes to pick it up. Um, <laughs> and again, that's like pretty real. I mean, it's also like one of those things that like if you've ever had a very like traumatic life experience yeah. and you go and do something like very normal and it feels so surreal because you're yeah. like, no, like I remember when my grandpa died um, very tragically, like I was like, I need ice cream. And so like I went to the grocery store and like got ice cream and it was the most surreal, like being in the grocery store and being mm. like, no one knows, like no one here knows like what just happened in my life. And I'm mm. just like buying ice cream like and that to me is like that's this whole thing with his breakdown is he's like he's just going through the drive-thru to get food yeah. but it's like this guy doesn't know and no one knows but it's like obviously you don't want to react that way but you do <laughs> yeah be nice to service workers but it, it is a, funny, like, it's a right. very like, funny scene <laughs> it is funny and i like that they depict it that way because i think like looking back obviously I i'm like that is, it, it's funny in a way. Like, I'm walking through this grocery store, like, buying ice cream. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, it's so, like, absurd well, that it's, it's like... It's, yeah, it's like finding the comedy in, like, everyday life, right? Which is very, yeah, like, oh, yeah. 21st century comedy, especially, like, 2010s. And this movie's so good at it. Like, all, all oh, yeah. the scenes are, are so good at it. Um... I think for me, I watched this movie for the first time in 2019, and I mm. haven't watched it since then. So it's been four, almost four years, almost, yeah, since I've watched it the first time. And I think the first time I watched it, I did really like it. Um, I, I would have been a, a year out of college, um, maybe a year and a half out of college when I watched it for the first time. So it was a lot of still just like figuring life out i guess yeah. post being a student like and i think now that i've sort of separated from certain I ideologies i had or certain things i was raised to believe that it's like i don't know it hit very different watching it this time where i was like felt like i was more the age of the protagonist instead of like watching someone older than me mm. dealing with stuff i was yeah, like I oh agree. Uh, I see myself in this a little bit too much. <laughs> um, like, like it's this. just one of those things yeah. that like when you watch it, it, it hits so different when you're a certain age, which was a very yeah. interesting experience for me because I wasn't expecting that watching it because I didn't have that experience the first time I watched it. Uh, but I, I definitely think it hit more for me this time around because I think I understood a lot of what he was going through better this time around. Yeah. And I think there's such a relatability too with like, obviously not everyone's had a loved one go into a coma. Um, but, you know, I think we've all had a relationship, not just romantically, but like friendships, family, like that, you know, is being built during a tough time. Like mm. there's just some hardship going on. And I think... I like the idea of having humor being like a highlight in that and like it just it, it's just a way to help people get through yeah. it you know like clinging on to that humor is just a way to help get through it yeah well i think there is something like weirdly comical just feels like absurd like kayla was saying about like 
being in like this limbo, especially just like being in a hospital feels like uh-huh. hospitals just aren't real is my like when you step into yes. a, a waiting hospital waiting rooms just like exist in like this weird plane. They just feel like you're in a simulation. They're yeah. in another world for sure. Like when you're there and even like not in the waiting room, but like when you're in the halls of a yeah. hospital or like someone like a loved one is in a room. It literally does not feel like real life. Like you feel yeah. like you're in an entirely different like plane of existence oh, yeah. in a hospital. Yeah. And like it really captures that feeling of like they all feel like very odd and they're like making these very awkward jokes. Of, like, do you want to play Boggle? I don't think a Boggle is something, but like just like do you want to play this <laughs> like card game? Like, um, not really. I don't know. It It does really feel like this one moment in time that is you you remember it very clearly and i think like that moment when she's in the coma i think they do that really well where it feels like this little moment where they are all like experienced going through like this really extreme thing together and i like the depiction of that i also really like kayla was saying and i wasn't expecting this because maybe i just didn't remember it as much because i think when i think about this movie i think more about the big sick because like that's like the point like i think about like the coma and that's like what I remember. Um, but I think like the the whole thing with uh, Kamel's family too is like such a really yeah like a really great part of this movie as well. And I really like how it doesn't wrap up in like a very like Hollywood ending way. I feel like the the way that his relationship ends in this movie with his parents, like the place that it leaves that relationship relationship at, is very like a very real realistic thing and. I can yeah. really empathize with him in that. And I think it creates a lot more interest for his character just because it's not only that falling in love, which is like a regular romantic rom-com thing, but it's like all of this history that he's exploring in his own work and that he's having to grapple with basically every week. And the idea of like having to go back to your home and like you feel like you have to act like a different person. I don't know. I think that whole aspect too, I thought was really good. And again, that parent child relationship, like how, I don't know, where does it, where does it end and begin, I guess? And like, how does it change when your kid's like an adult? Like you can't really control what they do anymore. Um, It's very interesting. I really like that part of it this time around. Yeah. And, you know, to speaking to like, it can be, I think really good for people that, don't agree with family traditions or religious practices, uh, you know, and breaking out of that, stressing that maybe things don't always end on the happiest of notes. Right. You know? Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, oh, we, we, it's all fine. And we totally understand. Like, that's not yeah. always how it goes. Like, I would love, that would be great. Um, And it's definitely nice to see in like movies or like, um, yeah. Like in Heartstopper when like he comes out to his mom, Olivia Coleman, because I just like Olivia Coleman. So I just remember that yes. scene a lot. That scene out is so stuff. good too. It's a great scene. But like that's not always like the case, right? That's and I not, think yeah, how this movie does a really good job of like just leaving it there. Yeah. And it leaves the door open where it's like, yeah, probably like in a few years the relationship will mend. But I think it it's very honest in that way. And because it is based on his life, I think he's able to like speak to that pretty well yeah yeah this is another credits where i if this is a movie about real people i want to see pictures of yes. the real people yeah, in the, the credits real people in the credits amen <laughs> i'm so glad they show their wedding photos actually that was me with 
air, I think, yes, recently. Yes, no real, air. They, I was they like, didn't show, show any real pictures. pictures. <laughs> they didn't, of whoever that Matt Damon cr- played, okay, they showed no pictures crazy. of the Matt Damon guy. And that I wanted crazy, a picture so honestly. bad. Like, my favorite is when yeah. they show the pictures and they look like so different because you've been like watching Matt yes. Damon this whole time and it's like, oh man, Matt Damon's a good looking guy. And then you see this guy, no, no offense, you know, but he just does not Matt Damon. Like, it's just funny. Yeah, I that's... think like you're watching Hollywood actors for an hour yeah. and a half and then you're like, oh, these people weren't really I, Hollywood actors. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I wish they would have shown more pictures in this one too. Yeah. Like they showed like him with his wife and then they showed the wedding photo. But I wish they would have shown a few more. Like, yeah, like uh, at the comedy club, it might have yeah, been cool like to him see. Just like comedy or, or, like, or like are her parents in the pictures? I don't know if they are. No, uh, no I would they love don't to show see her. I mean, maybe they didn't want to be in them. But... That's true. Whatever people also consent to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I would have liked to see more of them together because yeah. they're, they're cute. I like them a lot. Yeah, this is a good this is a good movie. If you it haven't is. seen it, it's on Amazon Prime, so make sure you go uh watch it. Yeah, nominated for best original screenplay, which I think definitely uh, deserved. Many, it's very um, a very yeah. very good screenplay. Like really I think there's that that's that conversation he has with Ray Romano when they're like in his room and he's on the air mattress. Oh uh, my god, so good. That's a great a great scene. Also the great air mattress content in this movie. Yes. Um, I, shout out to, to the air mattresses just trying to they're real ma- air mattresses are real mattresses hashtag air mattresses are real mattresses Amen. Um, yeah I mean as a final thought for this triple feature I think it's so fun to watch movies and to think about them as separate pieces but also kind of try to connect them together that's why we do this series because I think you can learn a lot more than just watching one movie from watching three and like trying to kind of piece together things. And sometimes it can feel like you're grasping at straws. I've definitely have been um, guilty of coming up with some less than perfect triple features (laughs) that don't really work together. But like, you know, if you squint and tilt your head. um, But I think this one actually, for me, I mean, and I don't know if this is fully what your takeaway is, but I think everyone's takeaway can be different. I really liked just the constant theme of how yeah parent and child relationship dynamics change at significant stages of the child's like development in their life and how Mm -hmm. the relationship has to change and the complications within that and the reactions that can happen and sometimes the separations in the big sick right like the 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 ways it can go a little bit a little bit differently and like you said i didn't even really consider this but the inclusion of the year in-laws another set of parents right and like dynamics with how they work to with dynamics with that too i think that was also like another thing that the big sick explores which is cool so yeah just parent child dynamics you know crazy stuff yeah (laughs) i love it yeah and i think too i mean obviously the parent thing was what noah and i had kind of talked about what we thought Mm. sort of one of the main themes would be i think also just stages of life in general Mm. of like what emotions or things you experience i mean that's like with me watching the big sick and being like watching it now from when i watched it like i had a drastically different effect on me after having experienced a certain portion of my life and i think that can be said for a lot of movies like i hope there's more movies that i can revisit later where i watch it and i'm like oh my god i didn't even think about like maybe i'll watch this in 15 years not that i'm gonna be a parent uh but maybe i'll watch it and have a different perspective as like an older adult yeah all three of these movies are like that where they're the movies where you can there's multiple perspectives 
and that yeah. depending on where yeah. you are in life you can like relate to different which are those are the best movies because those grow with you as you go and like you can yeah. like, like you said it's like oh man i feel like i'm watching like a different movie now because i'm seeing this from a totally different perspective that's yeah i love that i think that's a great point yeah I think too, like it's cathartic for me in the sense of like, especially the last two are really cathartic in the sense of like, I'm just emotional and I'm letting emotions of what's happened in my life come out. But I think Freaky Friday and movies like that can be very cathartic for yeah. just the the silliness <laughs> inside all of us. Like, you know, just the ridiculousness. I and I appreciate that. I think, yeah, Freaky Friday really hones in on my relationship with my mom too. I know I didn't really speak on that, but um just as the youngest uh yeah you know it's a thing yeah yeah mom relationships are a thing for everyone yeah for most people yeah so I totally we're good get now it. Yeah. We're, we're gucci but you know as as a lot of people can have rough patches well i think uh, especially when you're a teenager um yeah. yes. i think that is so difficult um being a teenager in general and then you throw in parents and yeah boyfriends or girlfriends and whoever and it's like there's just so much uh going on as a teen but i think something like freaky friday is something that you can watch uh, and have a good time but you can also watch it and get uh, extrapolate a deeper meaning from it if you choose to yeah i just think that they're all good i think they're all good and they all showcase different times and portions of life and it's like wow and different relationships in like they all i feel like they have different parent things going on but they're all different in the way that they have parent things going on so i appreciate that too because i think you can have different sorts of relationships with your parents as well and different conflicts um absolutely yeah this is a great triple feature for reals Yeah, definitely a very emotional one. I think I cried in every all three of these. So, you know, Same. that it, it, yeah. it definitely tugs at the heartstrings. Uh, question of the week. How is your relationship with your mom? Uh, with your mother. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> rate your relationship with your parents on a scale of one to ten. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, with that, our question of the week is. If they made Inside Out about you, what would be one to three of your islands? So this is obviously with the movie Riley has, what is it? Hockey Island, Family Island, Friendship Island, like all those islands that eventually fall and then get replaced by things like uh, Boy Band Island and other other great ones. Um, today, so if they funny. made this movie like set her. today, it would be like yeah. Taylor. There would be a Taylor Swift Island probably Taylor for her. Um, <laughs> that would be really funny if they did that in the second one. Like she had a Taylor Swift Island. That would be. Um, I don't know what. I mean, are we? We're saying like now, right? Not when I was eleven. Probably. I okay. I would have a soccer island for sure because soccer dominates a large portion of my life, probably as a kid and now. That one's been there. It's been there. It's still there. Yeah, soccer island has never fallen. I would definitely have like an anxiety island um, for sure. Uh, I feel like we we need like an LGBTQ island. Nice. Um, Very fun. Uh hyperfixations whatever the current hyperfixation oh, is the hyperfixation <laughs> island is like it changes like it changes it's like, <laughs> it develops it, as my hyperfixation yes whatever is like, your current hyperfixation right, which is. one we got today and then you know the other ones are just kind of there on the island still but there's like a dominant hyperfixation because yeah. that's how my brain works like they raise the flag of whatever your dominant oh. one is 
Yes. Like there's a flagpole and like Changing fly the, the flag of like the dominant one. Oh and then my everything God. else is there. But like if it's Hannibal, then raise the Hannibal flag. Yeah, the Hannibal flag. They've got all the flags ready. Hannibal um, the cannibal. That's I'd so have, I'd have yeah. a music island probably. Um yeah. I mean mo- like something with movies probably. Yeah, like entertainment. I mean, I know Riley has some pretty like broad ones. So like create creativity island or something, you know, I think would be one. That could be a good one. Yeah, like just- I feel like you could. It's it's hard because you can have specific things, but I think yeah. you can also have like because what's the like goofy island she yeah, has? Yeah, like goofball like, island definitely wouldn't and be she got me. Honesty. Yeah, honesty. Yeah, yeah so like, like something- it, it can be like hockey, but it yeah, can also like be like core dominant- parts of yourself, right? Like. Yeah, like I would I said, just have anxiety, like a really a humble autism. island because I'm very humble. So <laughs> I would have a, a humility island. Just that's that would be mine. Uh, what about you, Hannah? What do you? What are some of oh your islands? Goodness. I'm here. I'm thinking. I'm like definitely a Winnie the Pooh island. That's oh I was literally gosh. just thinking Winnie the Pooh island. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> The, literally so just the hundred acre wood like uh, just, on an island that is so valid of you um i don't know probably like awkward island mm. like that's just full of like socially awkward interactions uh quirky island uh just quirky. a little just a little quirky <laughs> i'm just a little weirdo just yeah, a little like, weirdo island insufferable chronically online person yeah. on yes um <laughs> And then, oh, gosh, it like scares me. Would because of Godfellas, like horrible Christian movie island be a thing? Because <laughs> I, I'm scared it's just going to end up in there. You like, just have a Godfellas island. Podcast it's island, like, maybe podcast just island. a general podcast island. I feel like then I have to add like a fan fiction island as oh, well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Fan fiction island is it's running running hard now. Yeah, that's um, one's definitely uh it's definitely pumping away. I think this is a great question. I think like you, it could so be fun. fun yeah. But like you could it can make you think deeply about yourself too. So yeah. that's what we like here. We like we have the fun, but we also can have some deep some deep honest thoughts. Uh you can answer that question <laughs> wherever you find us on like social media, so like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can reach out. We have a feature on Spotify if you're listening there where you can answer the question. Mm. You can email us. All that is in the show notes. Um, Hannah, do you have anything that you would like to plug and we can put it in the show notes as well? Sure. Um, if you want to listen to Godfellas and hear us <laughs> Godfellas, Godfellas, very, very critically, Godfellas. um, we're not, we're not all, we're not always critical, but we're mostly critical. Mostly about, critical. Yeah. Yeah. As someone who's, who is very critical of religion myself yeah. uh, and the establishment, I think it's a very fun podcast. I enjoy listening to episodes. <laughs> Kayla approved podcast. Kayla yes. approved. Ka- Kayla approved podcast. Um, and it's not always religious movies either. Like no, you guys just true. covered Hercules, um, right, yeah. like the Disney classic, of course. Um, yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like you're, you're getting uh, easy. A, I think was, oh, was yeah. we were on that. Well, so it's like you definitely it's not just like like you talk about other movies as well yes it's a pretty broad scope um yes and we've this season we've been really challenging to get more like outside outside of the box outside of the coloring lines Mm -hmm. i don't know what the phrase is but uh like those more creative episodes and we basically just hold like christian media to the standard of regular media and yeah we talk about (laughs) Just, you know, we we recognize a lot of people maybe grew up religious and don't associate with that anymore. And we, um, you know, we just want to talk about 
like toxic themes that we all learned growing up yes. and just kind of get to the core of like, you know, just kind of unpacking that together. So if you want to unpack trauma <laughs> with us, join us at Godfellas the Pod uh, yes. on Instagram. Um, yeah. And then if you want to find me on socials, um, my Instagram is at Hannah Furman. It's my maiden name because apparently Hannah Smith's too generic of a handle that they won't uh, give it to anyone. Ah, L. I know. Curse you, Instagram. <laughs> um, do you want to plug your letterboxed as well? Oh, my oh, gosh. Yes. Sure. I actually don't remember what my... Okay, so it is just like my Instagram. It's Hannah Furman. Mm, gotcha. Word. Perfect. I like your reviews. I think your reviews Thank are fun. You. I try to be thoughtful, but most of the time, I, I just want to make people laugh. Yeah, that's, that's where I am. Like every now and then I'll get deep if I'm really feeling like it. But sometimes it's like, you know, I've got a funny review. I Yeah. Yeah. Like on this podcast, we're like, oh, my God, Batman was the best movie of 2022. It's so amazing. And then in our letterbox reviews, it's like the hot man, the bi man. <laughs> Batman is hot. And it's uh, like <laughs> literally, uh, literally our reviews. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll put all that in the show notes uh, next week. We have a pretty generic episode. I don't know why I was like leading into it really excitingly. Uh, it's just going to be a what we've watched so far this year. We are, for those of you keeping track in your calendars, almost a quarter through the year. So yeah, we, congratulations. we do these usually every quarter, like three, we do these no, like three times a year usually. We're a, we're a third through the year. I'm an idiot. We're a third through the year. Yeah, we um, we yeah. usually do these like a third through the year. Um, we we do them at, like what we watched in the summer, what we've watched so far this year, what we've watched this autumn. That's usually when these hit for us. Yeah, just like talking about movies that we watched outside the podcast, right? So not anything for the podcast or Oscar season. With in this case, like just completely unrelated. Just like I decided to watch this one, and here's mm-hmm. what I thought. And it could be new movies. It could also be some old ones. You know, whatever, whatever we watched, it, it's whatever we, that's what it, the, that's what the episode is called. What we watched this year. So that's yes. what it will be. Um, that was it. That will come out on Wednesday again. That's our, that's our release new date release now. New release day. Our new Wednesdays release date. Wednesdays at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. at on Wednesdays. Yes. Tune in. Why don't you with your morning tea? Oh. Get a little uh, treacle tart. Get your little tea. <laughs> And listen to secondhand film critics. Secondhand film critics. Um. So with that, then I think it's about time we wrapped up. Thank you all for listening. And until next time, I am Bing Bong disappearing into the void. And I am the tears streaming down my face as Bing Bong disappears into the void. <laughs> and I'm the girl who. Can't believe she went two hours without talking about how hot she thinks Riley's dad is. <laughs> and, and we're, we're, and we're your here second. Second. Second.